0: And now, a word from our sponsor, Modern Artifice. Just another day in New Dice City, a metropolis mired in corruption and crime. Can a new hero roll out to save the innocent? Give me all your
1: dice. Oh, someone help me, please. Stop right there. Who are you supposed to be? Dice master. If all you hurt that innocent citizen, I'll have to ask you for a robbery check. Shit dice roll. Oh, no. A natural one. Looks like you really crit the bet on this one. Come out. Oh. You saved me, dice master. How do you do it? I get all my dice from Modern Artifice. Their high-end stylized dice sets give me everything I need to keep rolling smoothly. So head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash Modern Artifice and fill up your utility belt today.
2: Another day saved thanks to Modern Artifice. Use our discount code GOON10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Modern Artifice for your one-stop shop for magical merchandise and nerdy novelties.
3: Callister!
4: Artemis has hitched his demo to the wagon. We're ready to depart for Kresk. Have you packed
5: your things? Callister! Now where has he gone off to? What's this? A letter? My friends. Though it pains me to go, I am afraid I must leave you now. I have received a vision from Fortuel, and there is work to be done in this valley that I must see to alone. Though I cannot speak more of it now, I assure you, it is essential to the success of us all. It has been a true honor walking with you all in the light. Now I will be your shadow, always guarding your back. Apollo guide you, Callister. Mm. Mm. Good luck to you, my friend. We're on our own paths now.
0: Hey, Dungeoneers. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Stradcast. If you've been enjoying what we do on any of the podcasting platforms, be sure to leave us a review. It really helps us out and gives us advantage on our wisdom-saving throws against
1: the almighty algorithm.
0: When last we left our heroes, Winnie received a stunning vision from the Waywarden. Though he was frightening and spoke of great danger, she felt encouraged they had made contact at last. Drogar caught up with Erwin, still recovering from his injuries. And when the party went to Wachter house to check in on the brothers, Nikolai and Karl, they also met their estranged sister, Stella. The party helped the Wachter siblings find a bit of peace at last by laying their father to rest. With business about town completed, the party decided it was time to depart to the fortified city of Kresk. What awaits them in the far west of the valley? Find out now on The (laughs) Strahdcast. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Shuffle off this mortal coil and transport yourselves to the far, foggy realm of Barovia. The time is yours. Yeah. If there's anything else you want to do this evening, please feel free. Otherwise, uh, we'll say that you spend another, you do another long rest and hit the road in the morning. Yeah?
1: Sounds good to me. I think we probably all three of us sleep in the same room together. Again.
6: Yeah, I would no. like that. Yep. I think we're up. We're girls in one room up at the blue water. And let's say that like last girls night, we fell asleep early. So tonight, pierce ears. Okay. So tonight, yeah, whatever the, I don't, I've never had pierced ears. So whatever Irina and Kaz tell me the process is, and I would like two regular ones. And then I would like one cool Kaz one. Like, right here. Do, you to do
0: all at once. Do you want to start with one, <laughs> see how you feel, and come back home?
6: No, no, no. Let's do these two at the same time, and then see how I feel for the third one.
0: All
2: right. Right around then, too, you guys hear a scratching at the door, and it's Sasha. She wants in on girls' night. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's amazing. Okay.
6: So I think if we let Sasha in, and I'll I'll hold, I'll snuggle Sasha.
1: Yeah, while, while you while pierce the ears. As we are, yeah, it's like yeah. Irina's on one ear, I'm on the other. All uh-huh. right,
0: Cass, do you want? Yes, you do one. I'll uh-huh. do the other. We'll do it. All right, ready? On on go. Three, two, one, go. <clears throat>
6: Am I rolling something
0: yeah. to see
6: how-, <laughs> how this goes?
0: Sure, yeah,
1: roll a, a constitution saving throw.
6: Should Kaz roll something to see if she's... Yeah, actually, Kaz roll,
1: Kaz roll a sleight of hand. Marina's <laughs> going to do the same.
6: Yeah. <laughs> and when you do a
1: constitution so saving throw... Where's the dice try? That's a... What did we say? Sleight. sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Uh-huh. Um, that'll be a 16 for me.
6: <gasps> I got 18. Super smooth. Oh.
1: Right into the right in right through right to the apple. Yes! No problem.
6: Dead rocks. Okay. <gasps>
0: How did that okay. feel? You all right? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm See, good. See,
6: simple and easy. Not even that painful, is it? Okay, that's really great. Right. Okay, now before I calm down, do the. Do the I want to do the other one. I want to do the third one. Are you sure, little yes, sister? For sure, sis. I want to do the third one. Right cool.
1: before that happens, Kaz will take one of the like yes. the array that she yeah! has. Yeah. Uh, give her a stud, and we'll just like just because you know mm-hmm. she needs she needs earrings to keep the holes open, so she'll just like before we move on to the next one, she'll just like take one of her like dozen earrings out of like the the ridge of her ear and just. Stick
6: it in there. That's what I was hoping you would I say. Arena
1: gives you one as well.
6: Whoa. One at first. Yeah. <gasps> that's really cool. It's
1: like a little da- it's like a dangly <gasps>
0: kind of uh just some nice fine jewels.
6: Oh, that's cool. So yeah. I have like I imagine like an iron rot, like yeah, cool yeah. hoop, and then like a little dangly.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay, cool. Yes, okay, one more.
0: Alright. Deck sleight of hand, con.
6: Okay. <gasps>
1: Three.
6: <gasps> okay, I rolled another eighteen.
1: Alright. Uh, so Cass, <laughs> you go to do the top one, uh, but ma- maybe just removing one earring, you're a little off your axis. <laughs> <laughs> that one gram throws off my entire balance. <laughs> you get in there, but this time, this uh, it's a little deeper
0: than maybe you intended to go. When you're going to take one point of piercing damage. Oh
6: my god!
1: <laughs> it is the cartilage. The cartilage ones always hurt. It more does hurt. The lobes, it does yeah. hurt a little bit. But you wince through it, Winnie. Oof.
6: Okay. Oh, does it look cool?
3: <laughs> it looks really cool. Okay. It looks amazing. The blood adds a nice touch okay. of badassery.
6: Ah! <laughs> 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 I like that. And so I'm going to, like, <sighs> up off the bed, and I'm going to run. Is there a mirror in yeah. this room? Okay, I'm going to run over and look in the mirror. And as I look in the mirror, I have, like, like, Winnie has, like, a little bit of a cool new look. So I have, like, the piercings with the dangly and the little hoop. And my hair is like singed at the ends. It's got little black burnt bits. At yeah, we the can ends. say this is
0: Ir- Irina. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, work uh, over this night. Y'all kind of like did a makeover
6: for mm-hmm. yourself, Winnie. I, yeah, I got the little burnt bits at the end, um, and it's like two braids that that like Irina and Kaz did with just like a little wispies uh, coming out. And so like, yeah, like Winnie has, and no no band aid anymore. I think just like a little crack scar. Mm. Over the, oh, her this
0: nose. is Winnie's season two look?
6: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs>
0: great. That's great. Cool.
6: Cool. Good night.
0: <laughs> Good night, little sister. Or should I call you Big Sister now? <gasps> All grown, you are.
6: Almost. I'm turning 12 soon, I think. You are? Yeah, I think so. Well, when? I'm not sure. I don't know what day it is anymore.
0: We'll do it when it feels right, then.
6: Okay. Are you going to be safe here?
0: I think this is perhaps the safest place in the entire valley for me. But do hurry back. Is there a blacksmith in town?
4: Embry's Embry Jimmy, Embry. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy <laughs> Stewart. That's right, Embry Stewart. Forgive me, I am off my axis today. He went Um, I go to I go to Embry. Okay. Um, and uh, if you recall, I, I my sleeve of my chainmail shirt was damaged in in the in the crash of. Of of a thousand thousand carriages. Um, So uh, he just kind of walks up and he just, you know, on the door. I know it's late, but like...
0: Who's there? uh, It's the lizard. Oh, good to see you again. And he opens up his door and welcomes you inside gratefully.
4: Uh, And like waiting outside the door is just Drogar kind of just standing there with one sleeve of his chainmail just missing. And he's holding the half that's, that like broke off.
5: Uh, uh Master Embry, might I borrow some ringlets and
0: bats, a hammer, for about an hour? Uh, easy enough to, to to sew it back together, if that's what you're after. You want to do it yourself, though.
5: It wouldn't
4: be a bother. I know the hour is late.
0: Ah! The Forge don't know daylight nor sunset. Go on by.
4: <laughs> well, very well. And he, and he just kind of takes off this, like...
0: Huge
4: <laughs> chainmail shirt because of how tall he is, yeah. and just kind of like drops it near Embry and like gives him the sleeve, uh, and and will put like like uh, five gold pieces like to kind of like cover the repairs.
0: Oh, that's mighty kind of you, but I'll only take the three. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of good works here around this city. Thank you, Master Embry. Uh, You're very welcome, Master Lizard. My name is Trogar. Oh. Well, then you're very welcome, Master Trogar. You have a wonderful evening. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Turns away, just kind of pitter-patters back to the blue, the blue water.
0: Throwing that back together.
4: Yeah, standing like a little bit taller because he's not wearing all that, all
1: that <laughs> armor. Just kind of like... Sure. not His, his weird lizard <laughs> legs. <feeling>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'll be all.
6: Anything yes. else for the evening
1: or do we want to set out on the road?
6: ready.
0: Good. All right, we can set out. Spend another evening in Velaki. Come the morn, you awake, have some breakfast. You got another cart from Danica, so you hitch Desdemona to that. You set out westward, westward along the old Spallic road. We go west, young man. <laughs> you hear like the old western
4: soundtrack. We're going out
1: California way. I hear there's gold out there in, uh, in
6: Krask.
0: God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh boy. Did
6: you just roll for something? I did. <laughs>
0: Rule of thumb is
4: it's never good when Trevor goes goddammit. God God it. It's damn it. never
6: what good when heck? Trevor rolls a dollar. Goddammit. Alright,
0: so, you head out westward.
1: <laughs> <laughs> from town.
6: <laughs> Run away! Jesus.
1: The cat gets dysentery. Rolling Yum. along,
0: you come to the Luna River Crossing, which you've crossed over many a time. This is a, a, a big bridge over the Luna River, which runs from the base of Mount Gauk is? Why do I not know this yet? I
6: I feel like I've said it, only said it like that. I was going to guess Baritok.
0: It runs from from Lake Zarovich, which is at the base of Mount Baritok, southwards uh, to Luna Lake, uh, where it terminates next to the ruins of Berez. Um, You've been over this crossing several times before. This time, however... As you cross, as, as your cart reaches the sort of zenith of the bridge, <laughs> suddenly, dark clouds gather overhead, and a lightning strike cuts through the air, and Strahd himself...
6: No way!
0: ...comes to stand.
6: Oh?
1: you the right for
6: Strahd? Excuse me?
0: Listen, I don't make the rules.
1: This is not a wolf. God damn it.
0: He comes to stand before you all. And as he does so, he clasps his hands together, and looks like he's sort of, like, pulling together his composure and concentration. And he looks up at you all. Friends, it is good to see you again. I regret that you left my castle in such a rash. My apologies for not singing you off, but... I think as you all realize, uh, now matters of great import made themselves present. You are still my guests here, and I extend to you courtesy, but you have pushed my patience quite far. So I will ask you now, where is she? Mm, who is she talking about? Where is Irene? I,
3: I, re, I, I... Yes,
5: I believe he said Irina. That, that's name. not that, right, that. Certainly doesn't ring a bell with me. We can't tell you that. Don't think I've ever met an Irina. I will say, Strad, you do look like you've had a rough go of things. Perhaps some rest is in order.
3: Yeah, Strad, you're looking a little stressed out. Maybe you should uh, go back to the castle. I, I bet Volanta could fix up a nice dinner for you.
0: So this is what it is to be.
3: Is she, is she not the one who cooks? Maybe Ludmilla's better at it. I just assumed Valanta.
0: Our relationship is to be antagonistic then. Bear in mind, heroes. You exist here by my grace. You live by my permission. This is my valley. You've proved yourselves entertaining thus far, but I grow weary. Tell me where she is.
5: In my 528 years, I've always known that a good bath and a bed can always help my weary bones.
6: We're not here for your funsies anymore.
0: So be it. The kettle wall will loosen your tongues, I believe. And he pulls out uh, his... Cloak and kind of like reaches back behind himself and draws out from the like the undulating waves of his cloak. He brings like a, a little bird cage, inside of which is a small, very strange creature. It kind of like picks its head up and looks at you. It's like if you if you smushed a tarzier and a and a gremlin together. It's like hairless and has enormous eyes except for under its arm its arms are feathered and Strahd very delicately like unhinges the clasp of the cage and opens it and this little creature jumps forward and like flaps its little arms and comes to rest in a uh, uh a tree uh, a tree branch away from the road and then he shuts it and deposits the cage back in his flowing cloak. When you're ready to talk, you know where to find me. And he snaps and vanishes in a in a, a a big cloud of mist and scoots off up into the air. What do you do?
6: Where? What the fuck is the caterwaul doing? It's just
0: <laughs> sitting on a branch, looking at you all with enormous eyes. Can I do a, a like a knowledge roll on this animal? Like. It- this
4: if you want, sure, if I've go ever for seen it. Seen it, heard of it, read about it, yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, sure,
0: sure, sure, sure. Give me a uh, either Arcana or History check. All right, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right.
4: That is a uh, uh, that is a twenty two
0: Arcana. Twenty two. Yes. Wow. Okay. You've heard of a Catterwall, mm-hmm. but you're struck because the place in which you have heard of it was a children's story, uh, and it's it's sort of like a folk tale mm-hmm. about it's a- like a <laughs> mythical. Yeah, it's like you—you you didn't think they were real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a creature that—it's uh, always about like uh, when 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 young children lie, mm-hmm. the uh, caterwaul comes, and you can't quite remember the story. You can't remember the whole story, but you know that when when young children lie, the caterwaul comes and makes them tell the truth somehow. That is a caterwaul, but it is. It's
5: a children's creature. It's not... At least I thought it wasn't real.
6: Should we just see what happens if we just leave?
5: Well, the children's tale is if you lie. The catwalk comes and finds you.
6: But it found us.
5: It did indeed. I can't remember what happens when you lie, though. It either eats you or it cuts your thumbs clean off. <laughs> that, that, that might be a possibility. I,
6: I don't want to sit here anymore. But I think
0: it, with it this might cut your eyelashes out. I, I don't
6: like I that either. I don't want to sit here anymore with this caterpillar. And Does as this... you
0: stand as you stand there wondering what to do, the caterwall is like licking its, you know, it like licks its hand and runs it along one of its like long uh, uh ears and then looks down at you and opens its uh eyes wide and then you see its jaw kind of descend. <gasps> into this oblong shape, like like a, like a, it, its its mouth almost takes the shape of like a, like a trumpet, and it just starts to scream.
1: Uh-huh. I want to fucking throw a javelin at it. Fuck this thing. Roll the hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to take a javelin out and Ugh. throw it. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, regular old javelin... I think Droger is like, hold oh, on, oh. Oh, 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 guys! Oh. As, you like, as you, like, mid-throw. I'm covering my ears. Go ahead. How far away is it? 20 feet, not okay. even. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. Yeah, roll damage. Okay. Oh, boy. You were sounded way too happy about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh... 8 damage.
0: So you throw your javelin at it, Kaz, uh, and it hits directly. In fact, the blade of it slices it cleanly in half, and the top half of the caterwaul falls over onto the branch. Well, that'll take care
3: of that annoying nonsense. And the,
0: the screaming does stop. However... The legs begin to move along the branch as well as the top half of the body like wriggles its little arms around until no (whistles) No. a bottom half bursts out of the top half and a top half bursts out of the bottom half. And now there are two and they look at each other
1: and then look back at you and both start screaming.
6: God!
1: Can we, like, can we, like, wrap them up in something and throw them in the bag of holding? Can we- Hold on. Drogar.
6: I just want to get out of here. (laughs) Um, I don't want to stay here on the road where Stride knows we are.
1: But, my dear,
5: they will follow us. Drogar will look. Shit, we shouldn't have cut them in half.
6: Well. Uh, (laughs) Drogar.
5: Well. (laughs) But, yeah, they're screaming. Drogar looks at the two creatures. Perhaps they will leave us if we continue to
3: walk. (laughs) <laughs> it's really frustrating that I threw a javelin through it and it didn't just <laughs> die. <laughs> Normally they just die! Normally when I throw javelin through things, they don't scream at me. Well, they scream for a, a second sometimes, but then it stops.
5: Such is <laughs> the way of death. Um,
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go,
6: let's go, let's get in the car and go. Let's leave. Let's see what happens if we just leave.
0: Jorgar will pull out two pieces of, like, like fabric. And just, like, stuff like, them boom. in the ears.
1: Stuff in his ears. Okay, you're carry carry on down the road. Yeah, Yeah, I think as we're going, I want to try. Like, I'm just trying to think of ways to like contain these things. I think. I I think. Is there a way I can like start weaving a net or something? Like, I have rope. (laughs) <laughs> if you want,
6: while the cart is trotting along,
1: just like weaving,
0: he's looking out net. the back, weaving in yeah. net. They do follow you as you carry on down the road. They like like an Archaeopteryx They kind of like leap from branch from tree branch to tree branch, like flapping their little feathered arms as they go along.
6: Are they in hot pursuit?
0: Yeah, they're they're saying, they're sticking with you, and they just keep screaming.
6: Okay, I'm going to crawl to the edge of the back of the cart as we're <laughs> trotting along, and I'm going to try and sacred flame one of them.
0: Sacred Flame one? Mm-hmm. Alright, go for it. That's is that a save or a That's a deck
6: hit? save for you.
0: Okay. Uh six.
6: No. Okay. More
0: so d- d- damage. Two D eight
6: now? Ten radiant. Uh it one of them
0: bursts into flames and like almost turns to ashes. Because then the ashes start to like bubble and fume and two more. So now there's three. Oh, of oh them. my
1: god! Now
0: there's three. So all three start screaming at oh, you. I
1: hate it. So much.
6: Oh my god, what are we both to <laughs> <a> freaking
4: dude? <laughs> looks at Kaz and goes, how's the net coming along?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Uh, yeah, like, I, I think that's what she wants to do. She wants to try to, like, weave a net together. Unless I already have I don't think I would have one. Um, yeah, I just have, I just have, like, silk rope that I could perhaps fuck this thing. weave into a net of some kind.
0: Now I'm not going to tell you your business. You could try casting silence on just on the cart.
1: Absolutely, and then you wouldn't be able to talk to each other, but it would be silent. I don't want to tell you your business. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I? What do I got to do to get this net together? How long do you think it takes? Like an hour to weave some ropes? Uh, give head? me a either performance or sleight of hand, okay, or survival. <laughs> performance, sleight of hand, or survival. Performance is a plus one. Sleight of hand is plus one, and survival is a plus four. So I'll go with that. Can I help with that somehow?
0: Yeah, if you want to, if you want to try to help Kaz put it together, yeah, then then that's totally fine. Do it with that advantage. advantage? Oh. oh, guidance, advantage and guidance. Okay, because yes.
1: I always for, I always forget okay. that. So take a D4 to that too. Okay. okay, so we got that, and then the D4 from guidance. That's going to give me a total. Uh, so that's a twenty. Faster twenty. Twenty. Great.
0: So then, yeah. So the the, the journey is going to be. Maybe like five, six hours to Kresk. Um, by the end of that time, you can certainly have a, a net completed.
1: Okay. And have these frickin' caterwauls been screaming at us Yeah, all they're time? following you the entire way.
4: Drogar actually has an idea. Drogar will take some of the silk rope and will walk up to the caterwauls. Mm-hmm. Are they like vicious? Are they like attacking? They, or they, just they stay
0: away from you. Like as you approach, they flit higher or farther away into the trees
3: hmm. and just keep hmm.
0: screaming.
5: <laughs> interesting, interesting,
4: interesting He's a bad man Stop. <laughs> Can I try to lure them down? Can I like
0: try to like Yeah Uh <laughs> Give me a animal handling check <laughs> We'll see how this
4: sure goes Artie. <laughs> uh, nope Sure didn't <laughs>
0: What was it? That's a natty one
3: oh,
0: oh. Uh you um you try to lure one one forward yeah. and one kind of hops towards you. Yeah. But as soon as it gets within like five feet, it just splits into two.
1: <gasps> no. So now there's four oh, of them. No! Oh I hate them. Okay. Hate them, so. Okay, run. I'll take the splitting in the two.
2: <laughs> Could I try to do some sort of like nature check or something or
0: uh yeah, what it, trying to determine what?
2: Just something about these things, like what might be able to contain them or stop them or kill them.
0: Sure, yeah, go for it. Do it, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a nature check. That was a 12. 12? Now, I mean, again, Art of it, like maybe you recognize the name Catterwall, but it's only from children's stories.
6: You guys... Let's try and lose them. I think if we get close, if we try and do anything to them, they're going to split into more. And at this point, I don't even think Strahd is telling the truth. I don't even think they're going to do anything but follow us and harass us. So I say step on it. Yeah! So
0: you take off. uh, (laughs) Jordan's not on the cart yet.
6: Oh, wait! wait,
0: (laughs) You take off. Hop on the back. So then, crossing over the Luna River before too long, you also come to another fork in the road. To the... Southwest, the old Svalet road continues. You know that'll take you to Kresk. To the south, excuse me, northwest really turns into more of a dirt footpath. But you know that is the road that takes you to Mount Beritok, or excuse me, Lake Baritok and Dimitri's Tower. Right. So you can either head right to Kresk, or you could take the less trodden path and go by Lake Beritok. Either way, will take you to Kresk ultimately. Whatever you want to do. Perhaps
5: heading <laughs> by Dimitri's Tower might be helpful. Then. Yeah, getting rid of this nuisance. Maybe, perhaps. Do you think that might be helpful?
6: Maybe, maybe, maybe we can trap them in there. I don't want to trap them in there with him, though. I don't know. He's super powerful.
5: Perhaps we can trap them inside one of those pieces of stone.
6: I think they're just stone, though. I think it's one whole guy.
3: Maybe we just trap them in a room with Buster, and he'll tell them bad jokes until they explode. That sounds <laughs> equally as terrifying as
5: being
6: driven by these things.
2: <laughs> Dimitri may have an idea of how to deal with these things, too.
6: Pop by Dimitri's house?
2: Yeah, that seems like a good choice.
6: Okay
3: yeah <laughs>
0: northwest, okay whoa how did you get the
3: rains?
6: <laughs>
0: so you travel northwest this is a road you have I traveled this is a road you have traveled before to get to lake baritok the first time yeah. when you were going for your hopeful beach day which didn't end up panning out but <laughs> but you know these things
1: Downpouring. because
0: <laughs> yeah. it was downpouring. uh so you you make your way along before too long you you again approach the sh- the shores of lake baritok you see that fishing wharf quote-unquote which you know is the sort of focal point for the illusion spell that hides the tower, uh, making your way in uh, and along that thin isthmus, you come. The those amber golems again have sort of put themselves back together, and they pop their little heads up. But this time, as you approach uh, the 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 sort of lead one, uh, the navy blue colored one, one of his little arms pop out, and he just gives you like a little like zzz, zzz, like a little like a little salute. <laughs> Uh, and then they all just come back together And plop down uh, Leaving your uh, entry free and open To the tower
3: Dimitri! Are you home? <laughs> Screaming in the background
0: uh, You you call out and up at the top of the tower One of the windows uh, flies open And Dimitri uh, kind of pours his head out uh, And looks down at you Oh, my friends I d- did not expect to see you again So, so soon, what can I do for oh, you?
4: mean to see you as soon either, but any points behind him to these four like, ah! Screaming things. But...
0: Perhaps you could help us.
6: Strahd sicked these things on us, and we gotta get rid of them somehow.
0: What things? Are you telling me there aren't four? Oh. You don't see anything behind us? Uh, I really want to help you, uh, but you have to give me a little bit more.
6: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about a catterwall?
0: Uh perhaps when I was but a boy, yes. Uh- well,
4: think back to that time when you were but a boy. Do you
6: remember?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Do you remember anything about a catterwall? <laughs> and Trogar's patience is <laughs> <laughs>
6: Would you shut up? <laughs> Just-
4: losing his shit at this
0: point. <laughs> don't make me turn this She's guy He's a around. bad man! <laughs> yes. right. uh, okay, let, hang on. Let me, do, let, me, let, let me do a history check for Dimitri. <laughs> I don't know. My mother would tell me stories about them. Uh, uh, Caterwall, Caterwall is to all the children's fall. When for when they tell a lie, the Caterwall comes and then they die. Mm. They... they
6: I'm going to walk over <laughs> to where the counter are <laughs> and go, uh, 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 and I'm going to fake die.
1: Give me a performance check.
6: <laughs> that is perhaps the thing I'm the very worst at. Natural, natural one. All
1: four <laughs> split themselves in half.
6: Oh, Dang no. Now there's eight. Oh! Fuck's sake! Oh God! <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs>
0: yeah! And they're starting to form harmonies with each other now.
3: Um, so... ah, ah, <laughs> okay,
6: I get, I get up and I look at all that and I go, "You are not real. You are not even here." Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe um they liked honey, I think. Honey? Honey? God.
6: Don't have anything like that. But
0: are you who are you all talking to? What is going on?
6: we met Strahd on the road. He sick these creatures on us, they look kind of like a bat.
5: With and a monkey, but it
4: doesn't with...
6: have any hair. And but it's... he said that they were to keep us from telling a lie and help him find Irina, that's definitely not what is happening, and and it's just like a personal punishment for us, and we just need to stick them somewhere.
0: Strad, lord of Barovia, ancient as he is, master of the land and all that goes beneath it, put a children's curse on you? Yeah. Yes. This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about
6: it. Can we, like, I hate to do this to you, but we're really trying to get to Kresk today. Can we chase him into your tower, and can we put him down in the basement, and maybe, and just like try and trap him down there? I don't know how that's
2: going to work, Winnie, because
6: he can't see them. I know, but we can. Oh, I can yes. maybe.
2: Can the alchemy jug make honey? Well, why don't you ask it?
3: Oh! Tyler, you brilliant beautiful bastard.
2: <laughs> Reach into the old bag of holding and whip out that alchemy jug and honey. Uh
0: one of the one of the corks, a lovely honey-colored cork <laughs> pops out. Uh yes, it can produce honey in wow. fact.
2: And then I'll Run down the basement, and
0: go! Oh shit! Quick! <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Where, where, where? You're going down the basement of the tower?
2: I get, Yeah, we're all like the the mine was basically all like the rocks, right? Unless someone has a better idea. Sure. I'll run in circles for a little while. They stay I have to, by like, the
0: tree line. Out. They do not follow you to the tower. Ah.
2: Well, then, yeah, once I realize they're not chasing me, I'll just stop and kind of look at everyone with the jug.
6: (laughs) Hey, Dimitri, is there a way this, like, barrier around your tower, is there a way that you can let us out but keep them in?
0: Uh, it's an illusion. It is not a physical representation of anything, I am afraid.
6: Okay, let's see if you dump some honey on the ground, Artie. If you dump some honey on the ground, wherever they are, and then we book it. Let's see if we can at least get a head start.
1: Well, Artie, wait, you're a ranger, right? Can we, like, make a trap with the honey as bait? The net's probably done by now, Let's I'd imagine. Let's do this thing. You want to try and make a trap for them? Yeah. Like, Artie, I i made this net. I thought maybe I would throw it at
3: them, but you're really good at trapping and now you have honey, so maybe we trick them into something that we get the net around them and and then and then strangle them until their little eyes pop out <laughs> <laughs> Cuz <"Cas, cas!" laughs> Sorry. Remember that didn't work the first time. Let me take a step back. We just trap them and that's it. Yes.
0: Alright. So you're gonna try to make a trap with the net and the honey?
1: Yes. Alright, what do you want to do? Is this gonna be like a like a like a uh I think yeah, like like those... it snaps shut. You're gonna do like try to do like a weighted lever. I think yeah, it's a like... honey pot. Yeah, yeah. Honeypot. it's a literal honeypot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that sort of situation where you have the like the net sort of on the ground mm-hmm. and like with the bait in the net, and then when they go to it, it like you pull in, and it
0: like cinches up together, like in like in Return of the Jedi.
1: Okay,
6: do I need rope? I have twenty feet of rope. All
0: right, Artemis, to to. Uh, Artemis and Kaz, both of you, give me a survival check to put this to put this trap together. Okay. Right.
2: okay. Do right by me. New dice, because the last dice failed me. Okay. Fourteen for me. Okay. You said survival. Sorry. Yes. Nineteen.
0: Nice. Great. So yeah, you whip together this. You you whip together this this trap. Ne- Kaz, you lay your net out. And Artemis, at the ends of all of it, you tie some rope around it, maybe throw that over the branch of a tree. Uh, and then you lay the honey down so that the idea being if they come in to eat the honey, you can pull on the rope and it all it snaps together and they're all caught in the net. Great. I'll Return of the Jedi. Like a la Return of the Jedi. Great. So uh, you lay this out, maybe co- even cover it with some leaves to obscure it further. With a 19, I think certainly that, that'll come to mind. Uh, so yeah, you do so. And then you lay the honey out from the, from the jar of alchemy. Uh, and as soon as the, the golden, uh, liquid, uh, touches the ground, all of them stop screaming. And their big eyes widen and their, their pupils like go down to a pinpoint. And they all like snap their eyes to the honey. <laughs> And they leave from the trees, flapping their little, their weird feathery arms, and they all come to rest, uh, like, kind of gathering around, jockeying for position, because there's eight of them now, uh, around the honey. Uh, whoever is, you know, setting the trap off, give me a dexterity saving throw. I oh. think that's you, Artie. Artie, I think you have the best dex, buddy. Artie, now!
4: All right. Do it now, Artie!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Artie, we going to catch uh, these, these! Out of the box! Artie. Out of the box! Alright, <laughs> not 20! Um.
0: 20! Through the mountains! Um, so, oh, great. So, Artemis, you kind of like watch as they start to gather around the trap, jockeying for position. You don't pull right away once they start coming in, you wait. Until all of them kind of gather around. And each of them, they start, like, they, like, are, like, throwing their fists, like, punching into the honey on the ground. And then shoving their bald <laughs> fists into their mouths. Ooh, oh. um, and, like, slurping the honey up. And you wait for the perfect time uh, until they're all gathered around. You yank the rope, pulling it up into the air. And you manage to capture all eight yes. caterwauls
1: in the net. Yes. Well done. What do you want to do with them? <laughs> um, I don't think we want to, like, pawn them off on Dimitri, but no. we've got to leave them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe just, like, we Maybe we just, like, bury them. Yeah. You're, you're right by a lake.
6: Oh, let's do <gasps> it. But what if, no,
1: but what if killing them just makes them multiply and they can, like, just swim out or something? If you drown We, them. Just, you we could drown them. What if we throw them
2: now in the the basement of Dimitri's tower where like we're all like just the rock deposits where shut the door, let them screen their heads off. And, I don't know, and maybe, maybe drowning them. them is the solution.
6: let I think, dangle that bag from a tree, they'll get out eventually, and they will have forgotten about us. But if we take off in the cart, they will follow the cart.
2: So what's the plan? Well, they're hanging from a tree right now, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, they are.
2: So I would say either. Leave them Just now? leave them there chuck them in the water or chuck them in the basement. We decide where we want to go.
6: Let's start ignoring them right now.
1: Yeah, I think we just leave them right where they are. We leave them hanging from that tree. And just... Covered go. in their own honey. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Dimitri.
6: Thank you for your help.
1: I'm going to remove the 50 feet of silk rope from my inventory. You <gasps> have to find some. some yeah, more. no, no, no. That, listen,
0: an admirable sacrifice. Uh-huh. Yeah, Damn, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Dimitri
1: from That's the a beautiful the, fucking
0: net you made. The top, <laughs> it is a beautiful net. Dimitri from the top tower. Oh, he kind of like vaults himself out of the, that top story tower and like kind of like does a somersault in the air into a bird and then back into Dimitri to land on the ground. Such a fucking hot boy. <laughs> what the
3: fuck? Uh-huh. Fucking show off. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: No, no, not at all.
5: But it it's
6: good to see you all. It's good to see you too.
5: This is wonderful to
6: see you, Dimitri. We're going to leave these things right here because we got to go to Kresk today. And apparently, if you just leave them alone, they'll go away.
5: I think that should be easy because I don't think Dimitri can even see them.
6: So if you just ignore them and do your thing.
0: Such is the case with those that seek to annoy. Mm, that's good. I think we all learned something today.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> A javelin through the neck doesn't solve everything, it <laughs> yes. Not what I was getting at, but I appreciate the effort. It solves most things. How is my father doing?
6: He's doing good. He's bebopping around like nothing even happened.
0: Oh, I bet my mother hates that. She does? Yes, she
3: does.
0: <laughs> he was cooking breakfast when I came down. I got Saturday. it all Do
6: in... you want to, uh, us to send along a message when we're back?
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I I, think I intend to make my way back there before too long. It is my understanding they've started quite a party over there in Balaki. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they could much use your guidance, young wizard. With this, I agree. Durgar puts his arm out to clasp
0: Demetrius. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it is off to Kresk, now. Yes. This is good, I think. Secrets beyond secrets there. Okay. Unless I much miss my guess.
6: And that's where you said that that magical book that has something to do with the origin of Strahd's power? The tome. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. It is, um, it is something my uncle thought before he passed. I know not much of it, but he believed that it was the secret to undoing Strad's grasp of this place. I have mentioned my, fa- my grandfather mm-hmm. buried two sons. This is one of them. Adrian was his name. He was a good man.
6: When did you lose him?
0: Ten years ago. I do not want to keep you from your important deeds, but when next we meet, I promise this, I will tell you.
6: We'll try and do right by him.
0: You already have. Well,
5: should we find the tomb, your hands will be the first to have on it. Thank you. I believe we will be able to overturn the devil with your help, young wizard. And he kind of puts a hand on his shoulder.
0: You know, I'm starting to believe you.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Very well. Everyone! To the cart. To the wagon! When we get there, is there anybody we should look for? Anybody we should specifically go to? Oh, that's to, a good idea. For this stone. Well... Or anywhere you've narrowed it down to.
0: As the legend goes, the Abbey used to belong to Saint Martikov. One of the last holdouts when Strahd invaded the valley.
6: Saint Martikov?
0: no. Excuse uh, me. No, Markovia. Markovia. Yeah.
6: Cut that, cut that, cut that.
0: Sorry, did I say Marikov? My <laughs> <laughs> really? As the legend goes, the Abbey belonged to St. Markovia, a woman of devout faith. And when Stra took over the valley, she led a popular uprising against him. An army. She walked all the way to the very gates of his castle and threw into the halls of Ravenloft itself. Ultimately... It was defeated by the devil, but as the legend goes, she took something while she was there. Something very near and dear to the devil himself, his very own tomb from which he accounted his life. I believe there could be knowledge within that may lead to his downfall. Mm -hmm.
6: So she, the uprising failed? But,
0: but she was able to recover an she, artifact.
6: She escaped with it?
0: Yes, and as the legend goes, hid
5: it. Well, friends, I suppose it's time we got on our way to Crisk.
0: Go with peace. I will see you again soon. Take care. Carrying on. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Oh, my organ. Sounds like you need a dice <laughs> trick. Our sponsor, C4 Labs, is the place to get TTRPG accessories for any type of gamer from dice towers to trays, coasters to computer cases. C4 Labs has what you need. Check out these testimonials from actual goons.
6: As a Valentine's baby, I got the love of my dice Valentine's dice tray. Now life really is like a box of chocolates, and I always know what I'm going to get. It's dice!
4: <laughs> As a man who knows his wood, their walnut top
0: drink coasters with built-in dice holders drives me nuts. But that's not all. For added spooky fun, C4 Labs also has a plethora of Call of Cthulhu-themed accessories. Here Here's Kay,
1: our resident keeper of arcane lore, to tell you all about it. I got the Cthulhu Dice Tray with matching Dice Tower. They whisper the secrets of the universe to me while I sleep.
2: So head on over to c4labs.com today and use our special coupon code GOON15 at checkout for a 15% discount code
6: that's <laughs> 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 on your order. That's
2: G-O-O-N 15 for 15% off your order. C4
0: Labs Quality
1: craftsmanship for quality
0: gameplay. As you continue westward, you come to another fork in the road, one of which turns southwards, which you know to be the road that leads you to the Winery and Yester Hill. The road that turns uh, northwest is one you have not yet traveled. This is the road that brings you to the fortified city of Berez. As you continue your way northwestward, the trees become a little more sparse. But you know when you're hiking and you're going up a mountainside and the trees get shorter? Yeah, you get above the tree line. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that heading towards Kresk. The trees get shorter, knobbier. These are heavily conifered forest, And they also grow a little bit wider apart. Um, so it's almost that sort of like idyllic woodland. You can... Easily make your way through the trunks, but the canopy is still covered by these wonderful conifer needles, and the forest floor is like this lovely bed of brown needles.
1: It's like so crunchy and nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. You make your way farther and farther until the trees begin to fall away, and it makes itself evident before you. The city of Kresk. It sits upon a deep cliff. To one side, the earth falls away, and beyond the face of that cliff is nothing but the obscuring mist. You are at the very edge of Barovia. Wow. You come up against that wall. You could walk right up to it and put your hand into it. That wall of fog that hugs against the sheer cliff and traveling upwards a ways along the cliffside, you see the city sat into the very mountainside. It is completely contained within fortified stone walls. And coming up over the rim of those walls are more, the tips of more trees. You know, when you walk up on the, you look at the city line of Vallaki, and it's like you see the Burgermaster's Mansion and a couple of, like, higher buildings. Here, you see no building tops. All you see is trees rising up behind this gated wall. And then the mountain rising up over the city with a winding switchback path that leads up to what you can see, and you know, can only be the Abbey of St. Markovia, of which you have been told, resting high up on the hillside above the city itself. And as you make your way along the path, tracing the edge of this sheer cliff, you come to the gatehouse that the road leads to. All is quiet. You don't hear voices. You don't see sentries atop the wall. It seems deserted. And as you make your way closer and closer towards the sort of main gatehouse, suddenly an arrow lands right in front of your feet
3: and then
0: arrows making sort of like almost a wall in front of you. And you see popping up over the ramparts of this walled city, a number of individuals holding bows with arrows drawn back, a- bearing down at you. And you see a figure with, right, with bright red hair still drawing an arrow back against his cheek, stare down at you all. That's far enough. State your purpose you that lot that fought that battle over the Locky Way? Aye, that is us, friend. What brings you to Kresk? We come to liberate you. Liberate? To help. We were never in chains. We cannot be liberated. If your fight is with the devil, it means you need not come here.
6: There's something here that might help. We want to liberate the rest of this place as much as you are. Can we come inside and look around?
2: And Artemis steps up and goes, And we're looking for strong allies, and you look like
0: just the sort. I've heard of your tales. Certainly we here in the Free City appreciate all you've done. But we do not relish the thought of bringing the devil's eye here. And besides, even if I wanted to let you in, the is the only one with the authority to open the gates, and he is, um, indisposed.
5: Mm.
0: Well, then perhaps we might talk closer to the gate, without your arrows trained on us. Farewell. They unleash their bows and kind of, and they take they take position. They have these like cl- those classic like English longbows, you yeah, know, that are like six ones. feet high. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of like take up position like Athelian rangers along the rampart, Jesus. just like. Sh- <laughs> Let me be formal. I am Asher, Captain of the Kreskov Rangers. I do wish wholeheartedly I could welcome you to our city. Heroes I know you to be, and I know that our causes are not to land. But as I say, I am sorry, I have not the authority to let you in. And you see, like, a couple of the the, the bowmen to either side of Asher say, nah, But they're them heroes everyone's <laughs> talking about. They might be able to help us. Who's to say well,
5: perhaps Asher, you cannot let us in, but perhaps there is a, another way we might find entry into your city without you knowing. And he kind of like <clears throat> looks at Asher and kind of gives him like a like a slight.
0: That kind of politic has long been gone from Kresk. It's what's let us exist as long as we have. I'll speak to the burgomaster if you'll give me patience and pause.
4: <laughs> drugger just kind of looks around and like looks at like the barren waste of the opening before
5: like the gate and he just goes we've got all day i'll speak to the burgomaster give me but pause before you go the mm. Drugart
4: hops down off the wagon and kind of walks to the back and pulls the tarp off and shows a cask of <sighs> the champagne de leston
0: and he looks up at asher and he goes a gift all of them up on the ramparts look sort of like awestruck. And he says A gift from your friends
5: and allies in Valaki.
0: That wouldn't happen to be the champagne <laughs> de la stone, would it? They're like drooling. <laughs> the very thing. Let me go and speak to him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <"Please, laughs> you the ramparts.
0: <laughs> uh and he goes uh and for a for for a few uh somewhat still tense moments you stand there outside the gate the the gatehouse of the city um with the bowman atop standing still sort of at attention and after a few moments uh Droger smoking his pipe <laughs> <laughs> did y'all bring Pasha with you
6: I assumed we did. I assume that, that you do unless you say otherwise. Yeah, 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 generally.
1: Yeah. 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 Just yeah. just, just to make sure.
0: Oh, okay. I'm smoking that new dragon
3: pipe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, like, I'm looking
1: at in, and I'm like, look, the
5: smoke comes out of the mouth like a real dragon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can
5: I
6: try? <laughs>
5: oh, fuck.
4: Hundred years
0: You're since so I've been pat. a father. It's a very
4: hard thing to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After a few moments, uh, Asher, uh, in his uh, bright hair, uh, bright red hair, again come uh, emerge at the top of the ramparts. Spoken with the burgomaster, he's given you clearance. I cannot promise you much time in our city, but he will have you at least for an audience. The rest is up to you.
5: All good. Uh, let's uh, let's get this champagne de stone cracked
0: open, shall we? That we can certainly agree on. Uh, come on in, and a massive, like a a massive wrought iron portcullis comes up first, and then the heavy iron doors swing out. Fortified, uh uh-huh. That is fortified AF, and the uh, the city is open to you. And as you make your way through the gatehouse and into the city, it's like nothing you've seen before. It is not. Like city streets and houses lining the walkways. It is as if you are stepping into a forest. Tall trees <sighs> dot the landscape <laughs> in between which you see domiciles, small houses With and huts, things, and, stuff, huts and things like like almost like hunter, like like ski lodges almost um, set so all the way throughout the city. And as you walk the path, you see rabbits and deer and fowl what? skimming what? across the road. Yeah. What? Things you have not seen in Barovia up until this point. As you make your way in, Asher kinda, uh, makes his way up alongside your wagon as you make your way through the city streets. And you see people. Emerging from like around the trunks of trees, all of them, they are all wearing these like really richly forest green cloaks nice. uh, and leather armor. To uh, to a man, even the children have sort of like breastplates made of this like finely tanned leather. Wow.
4: Drugar, um, as we're going through, as like Asher is like kind of leading us through, is is looking at people coming out and just going. They do it in and return. just kind of right? like, just greeting them as he comes in, as like a sign of like, of like trust, like we're here to help. Also the champagne de la stone is on the back. Certainly and they can tell us. Yeah.
0: yeah. Asher turns to you all <laughs> and says, I apologize for the frigid nature of your reception, but now that you've been allowed, let me be the first to officially welcome you to the free city of Kresk. Well... We are no stranger to cold receptions. In Barovia, I don't much doubt it. Yes. You see, when Bra- when Stra- and, and You're sort of walking and talking. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. We're having <laughs> enough Aaron <in> Sorkin. Right? <laughs> when Strahd first invaded this valley, there were those who opposed him. Our folk chief among them. He laid siege to our city. But we were able to provide for ourselves the forest, and he gestures to the sort of trees around, on which, you know, s- like berries hang from some, and animals crisscross the way. <sighs> we were put into a tart situation, and so we learned to commune with the land around us, and make sealing that pact, she provides all we need. We are keepers of the old faith, and I will say that though he conquered this valley, the devil never truly conquered us. Laid siege he may have, but eventually, after the valley came under his sway, he figured, well, not really worth the trouble, is it? I was then you kept us safe, and kept the fogs at bay for far longer than any here in the valley might reckon. My great-grandfather, in fact, died, clinging to the truth that on some days he could still see the sun.
5: It sounds like you've never lost hope.
0: My friends, I do say you come at a most fortuitous time. Long is a free city dwelt on hope, but hope is in short supplies of late. Mm. Our fair burgomaster, one who kept the faith, who kept the strength running in all of our veins, has suffered great tragedy of late. I think you come an our hour of greatest need. I think it not mere coincidence you come to our doorstep now. Please, come with me. And you carry on. And he comes to uh the only two-story house that you've seen so far. With the trees made in kind of a little bit of a clearing around it. But it is a really fantastical house with sort of like two, uh, two landings, but like alcoves and windows and landings coming out of it at all angles, almost like a tree house. You know, if the first floor is sort of like the trunk, the second floor branches out in, in these myriad ways. The Master's Mansion. He's agreed to see you, but please. His will does not have the steel it always has. Be patient. Be kind with him. Jorgar leans down to Asher and just
5: goes, My friend, that's our middle name. And then he hops off
1: <laughs> and pulls at of... her collar. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I never said in what order. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jorgar looks at Winnie and looks at Artemis and Caz and goes, Well, Perhaps we should bring the burgomaster some of Velaki's finest. Kaz, would you do the honors with the? Uh... My pleasure. She goes and Coist
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, up a barrel. Great, making your way into the burgomaster's mansion. Mm-hmm. Right, you do so.
1: Uh, well, how do you approach?
5: Yeah, I think I, Drogar I think Drogar will knock first. Okay. Yeah, Drogar, I think Drogar. like
1: Drogar and and Kaz with just just to like show mm-hmm. that the this barrel of of champagne with just is like the Mardikov, lead with the booze. Yeah, okay. The, hey, all right, all right, all right, the
4: right. brand on the wooden barrel. Just and um, then I just, use that barrel. to batter
5: on the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you give a soft knock from within. You hear a voice echo through the the fine uh, wood of the door. You man. And Drogar will, will look at
5: everybody and go, You goes nothing
3: <laughs>
4: and like open the door. And you he'll beat so. in uh you know and just go
5: Hail and well met friend and
4: does the greeting
5: of sunrise,
0: sunrise sunset, sunset
5: and then gives a grand
0: bow. Inside, the room is dark. The windows, the curtains to all the windows are drawn, and it is only illuminated by a crackling fire uh, in a in a uh, bold and beautifully ornamented hearth across the distance of the building. Sat in an armchair facing the fire as you enter, you can only see one arm slung across the armrest of the table. You again hear the voice call out. I've been told fine friends have come
5: to Kresg
0: for the first time in four centuries. Can you bring a gift? I scarcely could believe it.
5: Come forward. And Drogar kind of uh,
4: you know, he comes around the wide way to stand like kind of in front of like near the fireplace so that he can get a look at him. And then we'll repeat his hail and well met, you know, his his sunrise, sunset, and give a grand bow. What
0: does he see when he looks up? As you come around, Drogar, and and all of you who are are following in tow, as you kind of come around to take up vantage by the armchair, Mm -hmm. the first thing that you actually notice is as you come around, there is but one window with the curtains drawn or open which leads out kind of through you look down like an avenue of the house and it seems to lead out into the backyard and from the vantage of the armchair uh you have a direct line to it is the only window that is open and peering out you can see in the backyard four graves oh, fuck it seems as if they were dug not a week between each other mm. And as you round and you come to view this figure sitting in the armchair, you see an old lion of a man with hair that sort of juts out and comes to fall in almost a mane-like pattern down his shoulders. You can guess that maybe once... It was a really rich, sort of vibrant auburn color, but now has turned to sort of a pale orange, almost gray. Mm-hmm. His eyes are deeply sunken, and he sits in the chair uh, with deep shadows under his eyes, laid back as if he were to sink into it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: All the fight gone out. In short, what you see before you is a broken man. Mm-hmm. And as you come, kind of take up positions around, you know, betwixt the fire and the armchair, looking at him, his watery eyes kind of lazily trace up to see you all and kind of bounce between each of you. You will forgive me, my poor reception. Cold has grown my house of late. What is it my city can offer you? I've heard of your exploits, and I'm grateful for them. Well, first, my lord, we have
5: brought a gift. And perhaps the taste of it to your tongue will lift some of your spirits.
0: I shan't touch a drop myself, but it'll do good to boost the morale of the men. I thank you for bringing this. Shipments have been
5: delayed of late. Well, that will be uh, handled now. You're very kind. As for the coldness of your house... You have our deepest sympathies and condolences.
0: You're very kind. Sympathy is all one can hope for when such a curse is laid upon their house, I suppose. But you needn't trouble yourselves with the folly of my personal affairs. Being heroes and such I know you must have such great tasks set before you. Where is it you mean to go? The Abbey, then
6: Yes. But we found that most of our business as heroes is just people. So we'll get there, but you're right in front of us, and now you're the most important thing.
5: And seeing as though you leave this free city of people, you are the head of the beast. Lead?
0: Mayhaps <laughs> now, but no longer. My line is ended, be it by some stroke of divine wrath or Pure, ill-gotten coincidence, and I'm not convinced there's a difference. I shall not be ruler of this place after my passing. Three, of my children, my beautiful wife, taken within days of each other by a plague that affects not the rest of the valley. What's a man to think but that he's angered the gods? This plague,
5: can you give me any details as to the symptoms?
0: First came the fever, then the delirium, knowing not who they are, forgetting the touch of my hands, the skin on my face. Can you imagine what nothing more in the world than to take care of your baby daughter trying to wipe the sweat from her brow in each time? Your hand approaches her forehead. She says, who are you? Screams and cries as if the devil himself were upon her. My house is cursed, I say. You should all leave this place behind and be about your business before it infects your souls too.
4: Can I do... I would like to do an arcana check to know if I know this curse. If I know if this
5: is a... If this is a uh, arcane curse that has been laid upon us. Sure. The us. Don't fail me now. Don't fail me now. <laughs> Alright.
0: That is a 23. An arcana you doing? Yeah. You know that there are spells which can put plague, famine, destitution upon people. Yeah. But you've never heard of anything like this specifically. However... If it were naturally caused, if it were just a disease, the yeah. fact that it it affected three of his daughters and his wife in turn... But not him. But not him, and not anyone else in the city. Yeah. That would be a heck of a coincidence.
6: Did anything happen right before your family got sick?
0: Can't say, as I remember.
5: From my knowledge that I have, I do agree with you that a curse has been followed. For if it were the, the plague, or the boils for that matter, you would have perished with your family, as well as half your city. For anyone who entered your home or in- interacted with you and your family would have
0: gone. I when first my wife took ill, that is what I worried for. The lives of everyone in this city. She got ill first,
5: correct? And then my oldest. And the middle. And then the youngest. Six years old, she were. The cruelest thing about these curses is they make you watch in the most
0: painful order possible. So I do apologise for not receiving you with present discourse in order. Forgive me. I forget myself. I am Burger Master Kreskov. What is it I can do for you? Badass name. Uh,
5: Lord Criscof, the first thing that you can do is allow us up to your abbey.
0: Abbey ain't no providence of man Well, that you'll have to talk to the abbot. And there is a new one, am I to understand? Ah, uh, some years now. We haven't ventured up there in quite some time.
5: Is there anything that we can do to aid your city? To aid your people? The city fair's fine. It's my house that falters. You said your wife was the first to become ill. Eh? Huh? Can you give me any details as to her going-ons and her daily routine, or... Struck as a
0: thunderbolt from the blue. We lived our lives same as always we did. I can't explain it, but that it be the devil's work. Long have we stood as a beacon in his eyes. Obscure in the shadows he hopes to cast. We are a free people. A brave people. And that the devil cannot suffer. I can only think this is his work.
6: How do you feel about the new abbot?
0: New is a relative term. He was here long before I took the mantle of Burgomaster and before my father laid it down. He... Seems good enough. We just get a feeling about him. Can't explain it. Well, that's all we
5: need to work with. Feelings are pivotal points about.
0: There are many who told me to visit the Abbot when my laughing and children fell sick. A healer he's meant to be. I just couldn't bring myself.
6: Anything he did, or anything he said, or did anything change? When he took up there?
0: First he moved in. A colony of people afflicted by a terrible illness came through. A disease that ate their skin and harrowed their souls. They went up to that abbey and never came back. Whether they were cured or worse, I cannot say. None of us have ventured forth since...
6: As a group of people like the sick people, has anything like that ever come through again?
0: Not since we closed our gates to all who might trespass.
6: Is there anything we need from you to go and visit the Abbot?
0: You are bound by no law not to. Make your approach if it's what you please, but I do caution you. I don't know what you might expect, though it sits just above our city. None of us have ventured there in longer than living memory.
5: such a vantage point from up high. Sadly, the Abbey oversees
0: your city. I've no doubt once it was a bastion for great good in this valley, but since Markovia's rebellion, I cannot say what's become of it.
5: Perhaps we ought to take a trip up
0: to the Abbey. You're certainly welcome to. In the meantime, let me give to you all the rights of free reign of the city. They have traders, should you need wares, hunters, should you need food. We do all right for ourselves. It is apparent the first
5: free-range animals we've ever seen in Barovia, we've seen behind your walls.
0: This land provides for us, and in turn, we keep it away from the devil's mists.
2: Oh, very well. Artemis uh, steps up, and he looks at you and he goes, I don't have the words to express my sorrow for your loss, but for now, warm your heart with the fire of the fight. We're preparing to take down the devil. We'll be in touch. And he kind of, like, clasps your hands and, and puts a hand on your shoulder.
0: I'd heard tales of your pluck of him and vigor. Never expected to witness it first myself. You've made quite a name in this valley you have you lot. Good to see it up close to the fire. Your business is your own, and Kresk is home to you. I'm sorry, I cannot offer more. You've
2: offered us everything we need, my friend. We'll see you soon. I surely hope so.
6: Do you mind if I just step out back for a second?
0: I've no cause to tell you where you can and cannot go. I've given you free reign of my city.
6: I'm just gonna head out the back to where the graves are. And I just wanna see if there are names on the mark names and ages on the markers just so we know more about them.
0: Yes. Uh so the first, which seems the first dug and though the oldest, reads Yelena Kreskov. The the second second oldest grave reads Riva Krezkov. The next Rima Kreskov. And the last, which is s- smaller than the others, Ina.
6: I'll just kneel down to the smallest grave and just put my hand on the mm. the freshly laid mound of earth and just kind of just acknowledge them before we take off up to the abbey.
0: You do so. And as you do so, some of that fire... From your, your dream, your encounter with the Waywarden kind of builds up in your, in your belly and lifts you a little bit. And you can, and as you pull your hand away from the grave, you pull your hand away and there is a little handprint in the earth. Like the, the, the earth covering itself was superheated and it just looks a little like blown glass. Your little handprint. And we can call it there, I think. Yeah. And we'll head up to the Abbey next time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, everybody. This is great. This thank is you great. so much. The Critical Fail DM strodcast features Dan Ison as Callister, Ned Price Ianacone as Drogar, Campbell O'Hare as Winnie, Kay Divine Jones as Kaz, Tyler Cantor as Artemis, and me, Trevor William Fail, as your DM. The strodcast is edited by Kay Divine Jones and designed by Dan Ison. The Curse of Strahd and its original characters are the creative property of Wizards of the Coast. With great patrons comes great responsibility. Shoutouts to our newest members, Shorty and Kimberly Underhill. Don't forget that when you become a patron, we'll send you a code for 15% off everything in our Etsy store, which we've recently updated just in time for the holidays. There are sweatshirts, long-sleeve tees, and tons of new stickers for the Strahdcast fan in your life. Check us out at etsy.com slash shop slash If you're not ready to support us financially, there are still plenty of ways to help us out. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at CriticalFailDM, binge Madness and Mercy on our YouTube channel, and join us there every other Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time when we do live listens of new episodes of the Strahdcast, or rate and leave us a review wherever you like to listen. Thanks, Dungeoneers, and take your day with advantage.